everybody welcome to the improv network podcast this is a series of conversations about improv topics aimed at making stronger connections throughout the improv community i'm james quesada and i'm bob wick and we are your educational team for the improv network you can check out the improvnetwork.org where you'll find all sorts of improv resources including blogs and interviews uh, profiles and festival information and an improv faq page where you find these videos and lecture videos on improv topics today we have a return guest for a return yeah. topic shannon stott welcome yes. shannon hi mm. hi james hi bob yay yeah uh, very excited to talk part two of our conversation on beats. Um, yeah. Uh, where, uh, so about two weeks ago, we had a conversation about beats where we covered uh, the idea of beats and not only how it applies to a show, but um, how it can apply to the audience experience um, and what you want the audience to uh, experience from the moment they walk in the door, the moment they get seated, however you want to think about it. And uh, we're going to talk even further about it in this episode. Uh, which we're very uh, excited to do. Yeah, because I, from what I remember, we ended on defining beats. <laughs> we talked a yeah, lot about right. broad yeah. spectrum, and then we're like, oh, by the way, this is what a beat is. <laughs> and that's the end of our <laughs> when, yes, <laughs> yes. We all decided the beats are two, <laughs> one, three, 11. 11. Yes. I think 11 was like 11. the beat we landed on. That was the one that we decided was most useful. So we hope that you've been practicing with it uh, over the past few weeks. <laughs> oh, no, 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 we can't. Okay, we're not going to start off this way. Everyone's already yeah. confused. We have to define because yeah. we're, we're going to get but, all the way. What, yeah. yeah, how do we part define one. beat? Let's start. We're there. So, so yes, beats. Uh, part of the reason that we want to cover this topic is because, uh, as we demonstrated last uh, time we talked, it's something that like can become very inside baseball and kind of assumed that people uh, know the definition of. But there's all sorts of like weird uh, definitions, or it's a very broad term because, like, mm -hmm. you talk about beats. Um, as we joked about, you could be talking about music um, or taking a beat like a breath. Uh, you see a lot in like script writing, um, but we're talking more about like beats. Uh, as as in what I think of like sort of like segments um, or chunks of story uh, or moments in a scene. Um, so you could almost think about it as plot points, but I think it's a little bit different than that. Um, it's it's just like a, a segments of a scene or a show. Uh, and one of the most uh, common applications that you hear it in, I think, would be like beats of a herald. Uh, you know, when you, you chunk out herald into uh, first, second, and third parts, sometimes mm -hmm. the the uh, parts of a scene that recur throughout a herald are referred to as beats. The first beat of that scene, the second beat of that scene, and the third or final beat of uh, that scene, when, you know, in the conclusion. Okay. Yeah, How about you, Shannon? So what, do you, what do you, how do you define it? 
Well, yeah. Okay. All right. Let's 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 like let's hold on a second. So we've got the Herald. Whoa, we're going too fast for the Shannon already. So wait, I just want to reiterate what you said. So we've got like in the Herald. So we've got those three scenes, right? And then you're talking about the beats within those scenes. Right, like it, like the two sections. things, two things, oh, yeah, oh, like oh, because, yeah. because I've I've heard I've heard it applied as like the 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 whole first time you see the scene is the first right. beat from yeah. beginning to end of the second scene oh, is the oh. second beat, but then within that you have beats of that scene um, yes. where like you know so and so uh, at, at first they're like uh, there's tension is the first beat uh, and then. You know, they kind of um, stay, they start fighting. That's the second beat, and then mm -hmm. uh, eventually um, they uh, apologize to each other. Is the third beat? You know, um, mm -hmm. within that scene. So yes, I that's, a, that's a tight scene. I'd I watch that. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can see my brain working a mile a minute to come <laughs> like, up with like a really yeah. good, really specific random people. Because I always learned like the first beat of the scene is the introduction of the scene, like who they are, who they are to each other. Like if you do the who, what, where. Like, mm. yeah, yeah, exposition first beat, of, first beat mm. of that scene. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All right, so this is so interesting. I, I, when I talk about beats, I am talking about rhythm of the scene. Like, we're, I'm closer to uh, this <laughs> 11, 5, 7, which really <laughs> what I'm talking about is what is the, what is the rhythm of the scene? So, uh, in your suggestion, <laughs> they they were not mad, and then they were mad, and then they apologized. We're gonna go with that. <laughs> I think it's a little reductive, but uh, yeah, like, <laughs> that's, that's essentially that's what I said. Scene. Uh, if anybody wants to steal that, <laughs> go for it. You're more than welcome, but please, please uh, give me the rights or give James the rights to that yes, scene. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> but in so it's funny because we're really. Um, we're really condensing, right? So this, there's a broad, there's this broad thing with the actual scene to scene to scene, and we can say the word beat to beat to beat as far as those three scenes go. Then we can talk about the uh, what you're talking sort of about, Bob, right? With the introduction to the people, what is happening? The who, what, right. where, why? All the the news things that we learn when we are in English yeah. class writing stories. Yeah. Like, what are what are those? Those can also be beats. And then for me, my my concern, like when I'm either teaching improv or watching students, is the rhythm slash the emotional beats of a scene. That's what I like people to be able to recognize. Uh, and so in that little, like, we weren't mad, <laughs> we are mad, we apologize. I was gonna say, then it sounds like mine had that, so. <laughs> I, I have to concur, that, that's a solid scene. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> within, those, within those like little sections, we can even reduce it down to where where the emotion actually came in. And can we, especially if, we're, if, if we, for the sake of this, like this podcast and this discussion are talking about narrative in general, right? So where can we even narrow down in that who, what, why, where the emotional uh, the emotional beat. So when we're introducing a, a a character, the the Shannon that is the the not mad, right? If I if we're introducing not mad, uh, what what is it in the not mad that makes her not mad? Who is she? And as we're finding that out, not just like what does Shannon do, 
what is their name? What uh, does she have any brothers, sisters? What all those things, like the specifics, how they relate, how the, they relate to the world. And once we find like, and we talk about, um, I'm sure you've heard lots of instructors talk about this, but what is the want of yeah. the character, right? And once we can find the want, and once we sort of settle on the want, for me, that's a beat. Now we know where this emotion is coming from. And now we can, usually a beat for me is a good place to edit something. It doesn't need to be a wipe of a scene. It doesn't, but it's a definite place to, for something uh Techni technical, I would say technical, like uh, we're we're editing a flashback, uh, we dive deeper, we talk to the audience, there's a narrator, there's something that that shifts so that the audience can easily follow the quote beats of this particular emotional scene, right? Yeah, I honestly, let's, it's like, yeah, that's great. And I, and I think that uh, the edit comment is really interesting because, um, I would say that the first beat of a scene, once you once you accomplish those things, if you have like a, a a short form game that uses a bell or whatever rule, you know, if you're hosting, that's that's a good tip to look out for. Uh, is like yeah. once they accomplish that first beat, after that can be the first instance of the game rule, or the first bell ding or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Bob, have you have you talked about beats yet? I think I think James and I. No, I've just been enjoying. No, the only thing I think of like. <laughs> When we first start teaching long form, we talk about, you know, edit on the laugh, edit on the laugh, but then you're editing on the first beat if you're doing, and if you're only doing like a montage, you kind of lose, you know, you just, you just basically gave the audience an intro with a, you know, an okay, I guess an okay story arc, but it didn't really get to go meet its full potential. So I always had an issue with like, yeah, on the first laugh, just get out there. And I know it's, Part of it is we're teaching the mechanism of just get out there and create something, create something. You can always come back and add on to it. But most, you know, students at that point in their, you know, beginning of long form improv don't really have the confidence to go back up and, and reinstate something that they already did earlier. Or they get too attached and that's, we keep on coming back to it, back to it, back to it. Yep. But uh, I always, I always had, had an issue with. I guess, yeah, I guess I had an issue with always teaching. Let's, let's edit on the first beat, but completely different when you're doing short form, because we're not probably like it's in the name short. It's supposed to be short, quick. It's just a, uh, it's just a little taste. Uh, but if we're talking about doing a full arc or if we're trying to develop these characters or really see how, how, how long the legs, legs of this scene where the, the people fight and then they make up and then they go get, <laughs> like a subway sandwich it's got uh, legs for days i'm telling you right now you don't have to, you don't have to work it out in your head i already did that <laughs> bob bob how do you so so uh we, we we talked about the your example of the like first beat is who what where um yeah like what else in in a scene if you are going to fully develop a, a long form standalone scene like what what are, what kind of how do you then describe or explain beats like from that point on, or what other beats are there in a scene? Uh, the way I was taught, you know, because I was taught improv for writing. So it's, you know, establish who you are, who you are to each other, and and maybe location, um, just so you can establish the world you're in. 
So you everybody you establish the norm, kind of like we talked about last week. Like if you're a tightrope walker, you gotta establish this is a tightrope. It's very high. It's very. Mm-hmm. It's not safe. What I'm about to do is not safe, but it, this is this is our reality. We're sharing it. Um, but also, you hoped that all these factors, when you do introduce the second beat, which is what makes the day different, you you it, it's easier for the performer to kind of I don't know to. to understand how the character will react to this moment. So that's generally like the the second, the second beat is what makes today different. Uh, Yeah. Or yeah. The game is seen. What makes today different? What's unusual. Um, I love this. Yeah. I love that. I love this because um, going back to something you said a little earlier, Bob, you said, uh, if you, you didn't want to use the word issue, um, yeah. <laughs> you're reluctant to tell students yeah. <laughs> consistently I, to edit yeah. on the last. Tell them, but with a wink. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, or rather, and w- with improv, especially when students get into improv, right? We are, they, we are thinking about usually comedy, right? We're thinking about comedy. And so an easy entryway into teaching them what a beat is, is the laugh, right? We teach them like to respond, whatever, whatever that means, whether it's to edit or to change on, on the laugh. And it is, it's so interesting to hear you say that because once once you have that in your bones, it's real. It's hard to, it's hard to disassociate, right? Like you, I, I definitely remember uh, comedy sports. I, you know, I'll never stop talking about comedy sports because I love it. It's great. It's where I started. Comedy sports is amazing. Um, you're definitely in that short form spot where the ref or whoever is dinging the host, right, is looking intensely for the high laugh, even and then and then when they are, especially when we're on stage, if they miss it, if they miss high laugh, they tend to sit in the scene like like and wait for another laugh but the scene is done right and so there is like (laughs) there is this really interesting thing that's going on where you have you do it's an easy way to teach not children excuse me it's an easy easy way to get children to eat their vegetables it's an easy way for them to go to bed like an adult it's just it's easy for them to learn it's either it's an easy entry point for them to learn what a beat feels like like right and so there's something that i i would hope that instructors would start sort of taking notice of is it's not the laugh that you're looking for, right? It's the, what does the laugh, what, if the laugh wasn't there, if we were performing without the soundtrack of the laughter, what did it feel like, like in your body for in that moment, right? Yeah. It, yeah. it feels complete. It feels, and that's what rhythm is about. It feels like a beat, <laughs> like a yeah. little, like it feels like, yeah. oh, we were going along. And then there was like a, whatever it is it feels like yes ah there's there's a change here there's a shift yeah yeah and i and i think that that again um just what's really interesting and, and useful about the idea of beats is that it is this really uh nice tool but um 
some tools in improv can be a little too, um, uh, uh, we call it uh, specific, I guess. Like, um, whereas like a beat is is like, it's this nice little like intermediate thing to talk about where where we we know what we're looking for. We're looking for something that feels kind of self-contained and has this this like uh, energy arc to it, but it's it's still like abstract enough to where it doesn't put too much constraint or like um, it doesn't put people in a, in a mind space of looking for something like specific that they have to check off the box. It's, it's like the beat is, it could be lots of things, but, but so it's, it's, it's like something that feels almost tangible, but it's still wide open enough uh, to be applied to all these different things that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. I wonder just from the both of you, when you are teaching, like, Man, I, I want you to go back, James, and just count how many times we say beat in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, can we put a little beat meter in there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 21 yeah. beats in the first beat of this of this conversation. Well, it's <laughs> terrible. Uh, yeah, I wonder how it is then that either to a either to uh greener or newer improvisers. Yeah. And to more seasoned improvisers, how how do you explain like if how do you explain to them how to feel out a beat? Ooh, yeah, that's a good question. <clears throat> May I? Um, Please. Uh, it, to me, it's it's when we get to the point where we're discovering things at the same time. Oh, because because a lot of times you. When you start getting more comfortable, you come in kind of loaded. Oh, I heard Christmas. It makes me think of grandma. I'm going to play my grandma character because it always gets a laugh. That's something where I'm not discovering for myself. It, I'm, I'm coming in a little bit loaded. Uh, uh, you know, the, the premise might get set up. But as soon as we have that moment where it's like, oh, this is what it's about. To me, that's a beat because there's a shift that's that, that's. Because like we, I think we listen to laughter because laughter is just a release of tension. So mm -hmm. for us, our the, the performer, we have a, a finer scale of what tension is. We can feel it differently than the audience, who isn't as educated, and they shouldn't be. They're they're here to watch us. Um, so when we feel that shift, when we feel that tension, when we feel that discovery that we're all discovering at the same time, your the performer, the your scene partner, the the audience. That's when. The shit gets real. So yeah. to me, that's that's when today's different, because sometimes the audience laughs when you do something like they they're gonna laugh at the grandma character because right. you know a forty three year old Pollock playing grandma is hilarious, especially with this mm -hmm. beard. I mean, it's comedy gold. You, you get that character fighting with another character. They resolve that that argument and they go get a subway sandwich. That's a scene. <laughs> I see that you're using my mom. Yeah, I plug I pl I plug <laughs> in. My I plugged in my shit into your shit, and we had oh God. A, a it's nice, gonna be terrible. Nice <laughs> You're gonna see so many grandma scenes and fighting scenes and subway scenes out of this. Podcast. I think people will learn a lot from it. They're just yeah. gonna do uh, it. I'm so scared now. It probably will be better for it. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I I I think that that is um, yeah, definitely the discoveries and um, the way that I think about that is actually uh. You know, I'll just uh, pull more from Bob, uh, who often talks about improv just being like conversation, mm -hmm. and that kind of like makes it less intimidating for people or or uh, more 
comfortable or familiar um, because everybody can have a conversation, everybody can improvise. And uh, everybody has those moments in a conversation where there's like a lull and you go, you either go, um, okay, I think we're done here and I'm, I'm gonna go mingle elsewhere in the party or talk about something else. Or you go, oh no, I don't want this conversation to end. How can I uh, reintroduce like energy to it? And you, uh, you know, recognize and pick that back up. So I, I kind of think about that, um, that, that, that lull that, and, and sort of like the, a sine wave, you know, this mm-hmm. ebb and flow, um, more so than laugh. And I, but, but, but I'll, but I'll say that usually instead of in a conversation, when there's that quiet moment where you both kind of, however people in the conversation go, uh, <laughs> instead there's often a laugh because of release of tension and that mm-hmm. tends to be, uh, an indicator that that's happening. But it can also, yeah. I think, I think, I think it, it can also happen at the conversation thing is, is helpful for me uh, to think about how it also happens with like moments, like tender moments or, or just moments of like uh, uh, suspense uh, mystery or whatever, you know, right. your yeah. form might be. I want to, um, I want to talk more about this discovery within the context of the conversation. If we can like, like, right. if we can marry those two, that's, I would love that because there's definitely a. Uh, the discovery, yeah, the discovery in the context of the conversation. The, what you're talking about, James, is that that lull. What do we do in this lull? And I wonder what that, how that lull uh, impacts or connects to the uh, the discovery part. So if we're if we're teaching right right now we're all teachers, we're teaching a class to the student who is listening slash watching. And we're like, okay, we're saying, okay, this is a conversation, improv is conversation. We're remember, you know how you hit this low? This is where we're discovering together. Can you like sort of tease out that a little bit, Bob? Oh or, and uh, James. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so so going back to like the first beat being who you are, if we already know that, because you brought it to the, ta- you know, you brought grandma to the table. Uh, if you already know who, where you're at, uh, then it's how, uh, who you are to each other. So how do you feel about this character in the moment? And just say it out loud. Don't be socialized. Just say like, man, I'm so glad you're here. You know, like that sucked, but you know what? I think, I think we're going to be better for it. You know, how does, how does that moment that you just discovered or, or that just got introduced, how does that affect the relationship? Mm-hmm. You know? I am. Um, yeah, toggle between those three three things, like you, you usually can find something. You're talking about vulnerability. Oh, you're talking hey. about vulnerability. And if we're talking about vulnerability, this is the reason it is. This is one of the reasons why it feels hard to uh, define beats, right? Because we're asking a student or who, whoever we're asking our, our improvisers to be vulnerable enough to do exactly that, right? You, if you're going to say how you actually feel, because what we usually do in in improv is we're just like, I'm obviously, I look look at my face. I'm obviously very sad. I you can tell just by my face that I'm very sad, right? And so, and then we have this like fight in our without speaking uh, about how this 
scene is going and what the emotion is. And we're asking our improvisers, we're asking improvisers to be vulnerable in the moment. And if you can be vulnerable enough to say, and to say, I really am so glad that you're here, that connects to the emotion, that connects to the shift, that connects to the lull, and that absolutely connects to the beat. And then we can change in whatever uh, capacity we need to for the seat. But you have to be able to be vulnerable. Can we do that? Oh, do you have advice? When, when you have a student who doesn't want to be vulnerable, what do you do? Man, you ask them to leave. Go get out of here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Get out of here and be vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. you got to call the herd. Go, go, you gotta, like, yeah. <laughs> go off to improv limbo. Uh, you don't the, pass the, the speedway. You don't get $200. You, you, just, <laughs> you just go. The, 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 the advice is practice right? The advice really is keep coming to class. Because once you get to the spot where you're like, okay, I get it. I could edit on the laugh. That's a beat. Sure, I could do that. Now we're great. Now we've been doing improv for a couple more months or years. And we're finding that there's more to it. But we're still not in that space where we're able to be vulnerable. And the idea is just to actually connect. Uh, The word because that's if you want actual if you want actual advice uh in your head if you're listening in your head if you are in a scene and you're doing the thing you're doing the thing and you say because you'll you'll always say something i hate it here because that is the that's because and right. then once if you once you answer the because out loud you'll get to an emotion because because i never wanted to come to uh Bogota for our honeymoon. I never wanted to be, I would never wanted to be here because I hate travel because I'm scared that whatever I'm, I'm scared that if I travel, I'll never get back home. That's very interesting. (laughs) That is more like you'll never get back home. What? Why? What is the thing? And then we can have this conversation. And even if we don't find out, right? Because that's the beat, right? I'm scared if I I travel, I'll never get back home. Beat, beat. That That is our beat. That is something that is interesting. That is emotion. We found emotion. So if you can... And then we can edit or we can, like I said, we can, ch- we can uh, uh, change. But yeah, the, the word because, if, if you're not answering that word, or rather if you are answering that word, you will just in your words start to become a little bit more vulnerable. You'll get to a space of emotion. You're basically yes anding yourself emotionally. Because and's another, yeah, this is my reality, yes. And then because blank. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you're adding just a little bit to it. And, and yeah, I like that. I like that. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. The and and it's interesting. The uh, that because that aha moment after um, the vulnerable statement like that, mm-hmm. um, the feeling that follows is really like the punctuation that makes you know that it's a beat, right? So yeah, it's like. Um, when we we're saying that like the, the lull that happens in like normal conversation or a change in energy or a discovery, those are things that like happen naturally. There's stuff that you purposefully can do in between 
and uh, be prepared to do once it changes. But like you just you follow the because until you say or discover something that makes you go, oh, and then mm -hmm. that's the punctuation of the beat. And and then and then you go, OK, that's all I need from that right now. Now, what can I do next with this? Um, I, I'm scared to leave, you know, and then mm -hmm. you're. On, you move on to that and then it's that's the what makes today different um and uh then you then you follow uh you unpack that until the next uh moment you feel oh that's all i need from that right now and now we need to change over to this next um focal point yeah mm -hmm. which usually when we when i introduce this to the students there comes a point where they get this part but then I have to te teach the scene partner, don't solve that problem too fast. Because then you're skipping beats and you get yeah. to the last beat, the, the introduction of conclusion. You know, mm -hmm. I I'm afraid to fly. Oh, that's okay. I got a potion here. It'll take every all your nerves away. You're like, you'll no! never fall. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I have a degree right. in uh, flight. You're, 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 you're good. <laughs> Yeah, that's it's that's an interesting that's an interesting space because when you're James, when you were saying uh, the ooh, ooh, I had it. You're saying it's natural. You're saying it's a natural conversation. We oh, you were talking about I can unpack this. I can unpack this. I can figure out where where and later how to unpack it. And yeah. I wanted to punctuate that it's not just you it's not just the i that's unpacking right so the discovery if if you are in a, if you and i are in a scene together that space that we're using bob's word as of discovery if we if i say i i i i'm afraid i'll never get home there should we should be so connected, James and I should be so connected that we both are discovering that together. We feel yep. like we're discovering that within our relationship so that in the next in the next scene or whenever, we I don't have to do all I don't have to do all that unpacking. Like James will help me unpack it, right? And it's I think it's important to make that distinction just in the in the context of this being a conversation, right? That we're discovering and conversating together. That's that's a great point because because if you're doing it by yourself, the equivalent of that in conversation is like when when you know somebody has like checked out, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, and is like re ready to move mm -hmm. on, like uh, mm -hmm. you know, five minutes mm -hmm. before everybody else is just like, <laughs> you know, that person has checked out, or they they're they're thinking about um, what they're going to say next instead of listening. Uh, right. You know, so that's a great point. Is that is that it is a mutual thing, and it's it's mm -hmm. most like. Uh, mystical and um, useful when it happens together because it's like this mind reader moment of yeah of, of a mutual mutual discovery like uh, in our mm -hmm. other way of framing it. I'm wondering how because I know we are talking about like long form like we're sort of talking about narrative and how we feel that out but how do you if you're doing short form how do you come to something like that that is still, and I don't want to say that, you know, long form or narrative isn't funny, but people who are doing short form are, are they are, they're looking for the, either they're looking for the high laugh, they're looking for a quick rhythm. So how do you find that, that conversation quickly? How do you, how do we do this in, in ABC scene, for instance? 
That's a really good uh, Honestly, I, I think I think you have to play more emotional then. Because so the example I usually give, um, if you kind of establish who you are, who you are to each other and where you're at, every bit of information from then on is important. And usually there's a game built into the scene which delivers new information. So you can have a different emotional response. So, for example, if you're waiting in a cafe for your friend who's always late, you're probably pissed off. But if you get a phone call and you find out your friend just got in a car accident, that's new information. Your your emotions should change on a dime. And now your character is a little more interesting because we see this shift. You know, we're a little more invested. So every time your your ref or your host rings a bell, you get new information and you should treat it as if it's the most important information to the scene. So mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to keep a, a strong narrative throughout the thing because, you know, these these games are usually built to, to really throw you, you know, some some monkey wrenches into your, your machine there. But it's yeah it's just how you play if you can play it natural um that that's kind of cool and unusual or if you play it big that's another um way of going about it i guess (laughs) yeah 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 no i you know people are like why does shannon keep coming on this show she just asks questions like why does she (laughs) she doesn't does she not know improv like i do i do and so yeah i totally agree with that there's a if I'm, and we're just going to take ABC scene because it was the first thing that came to my brain. But I, <laughs> there's this idea or feeling in short form that the game is the most important, right? The like, mm-hmm. we have to nail this, like, Abacus, get me my coffee. Bob, I don't have any coffee. Chris, where's the coffee? Coffee, co- dogs are have dogs like coffee. Like we're like doing this thing where we have to play like right. the actual game, but or rather that we have to play to the height of the rules, right? Yeah. Yeah. But you can still have a regular conversation, just like a nice, easy. Like, we sitting at this, we sitting at this bus station and we're having a regular ass conversation about Arizona because <laughs> cats, whatever it is, but we're yeah. having a regular conversation. And in that, if you can, if you can train yourself to realize that the audience knows the game. The audience understands. They don't know that it has to be super high energy or not high energy or whatnot, but they're they're there for you. They're going to support whatever it is that you do. So you can still find those like emotional lulls. You can still find those emotional yeah. beats and, and impress and play the game without right. scram- scrambling, letting your brain like, dogs, dogs like coffee. I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> Not so easy now, is it? I can't uh, play this game. I have a template for you. It's yeah. very difficult. <laughs> but I, 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 I think that that's. Uh, I, I definitely hear what you're saying, and that like it should. I think the idea that it should be more actually more focused on the scene is uh, a great point and a great way to approach it. Um, because, like, uh, I love the idea of trying to sincerely com- accomplish something that, that, that is impossible. That's one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the idea of a lot of short form is that like, you're trying to do a scene um, 
so we're talking about scenic line games, or sorry, scenic short form games, as opposed to line games or, or uh, other non-scenic games. Um, you know, while you're doing a scene, the, the more sincerely you try to accomplish the scene, the funnier it is when the rule disrupts or makes that challenging for you. Um, and so I, I honestly, in, in a practical sense or, or as a teacher coach, I, I probably wouldn't focus too much attention uh, if I'm coaching a short form team on like the arc of a scene, but like getting that, um, that first beat of who, what, where established in a way that is uh, not rushed, but, but graceful and efficient. <laughs> um, and then just acting, um, just acting the, the, the reality of the scene after that. Don't yeah. worry about heightening and beats and stuff. The game is going to get in your way while you're trying right. to act. And th that to me is enough. Um, and then the better you are at long form and doing a, a full arc of a scene, the better your short form will be. And maybe that is something that you'll, you'll take time to like uh, focus on and, and, and enhance. But, for the most part, just focus on acting is my uh, feeling on on like <laughs> trying to do short form while the rule gets in your way. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting because I I think trying to act, make sure you're acting. Yeah, I tend to. I, it's not that I go opposite, but I definitely tend to bring in uh, longer scenes and just working the scene before I teach people the game. And so, so that they have an idea of, oh, this is, I love this like conversation idea. They have the, an idea of what this conversation feels like, right? It's, and it always feels like this. So they, they get to, so students get to a spot where they can have a conversation on stage while, uh, you know, folding laundry or whatever it is, digging holes or climbing trees or flying on planes, whatever it is, they can have like their conversation. And then we slowly introduce this, okay, this is all I want you to do is have a regular conversation, but we're gonna, we're gonna constrict your use of language somehow, or you're gonna do it in gibberish or you're have, I don't know, you're, shorter than you are i don't whatever it is that you're <laughs> constricting <laughs> yeah you know the game everyone's shorter than they it's actually are <laughs> you're just shorter than you are yeah. you're by a foot <laughs> that's, that's it amazing. i want you to do a break it's a great it's a great like maestro setup like listen yeah. this is a regular scene but you're shorter than you are by a foot that's 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 that is a great point though i and um uh, I suppose I also think about like short form games in, in terms of like um, you should, whatever the rule of the game is, it should be um, something that, that you could do in a jam and like describe it in a way that's uh, understandable to an audience and the people who are about to play it yeah. enough mm -hmm. to try it uh, and, you know, get it close enough. Um, uh, uh, you know, whatever, because it's, like you said, it's really, really not about the, the rules of the game. It's about, um, mm -hmm seeing what happens while you're trying to do a scene. So definitely you could, you could approach it from like the, we'll just do scenes and like, you could, you know, just as an extreme, just be like, and then for the class show, you'll play the games. <laughs> like, Ooh. you know, um, <laughs> the idea, you just the idea of approaching it in a way that like you could just try to do a scene and then hear the rules and, and try it uh, from a blank slate, uh, mm -hmm. you know, is, 
a great way to like think about prioritizing scene or, or um, yeah, at, at least not getting obsessive about the rules. It's like you should be able to just right. jump on and do it first time hearing the rules. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're doing that, yeah. Yeah. And that's not, that's never what we're getting towards, right? Getting it right. Right. Yeah. Um, and to wrap us back, because we, we like to, we like to, party we like to party and uh, we like we like to party and the party yep. is getting away from the discussion about beats so no that's what we saved the last 10 minutes for <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's for but yeah, yeah. To, it, to like to wrap that to like circle back if you can if you're in a space where you are uh where you are learning the the foundation of, of the scene, right? And then you do this thing or you're like, at, for the showcase, you just layer on, you'll already naturally know where beats are, right? And it won't, the, the beat in my mind, in my heart, isn't necessarily going to change where it lands just because now you're talking with the alphabet, right? Because if you're doing, if you're finding the beat emotionally, Yes, this this game, this this constriction is going to make it difficult uh, for the for the scene, but the beat is going to come naturally if you have been practicing that. Absolutely. Yeah. One one last thing, just uh, on the beats with the short form is is mm -hmm. I want I do want to t try to talk about uh, beats of a show uh, before we're done here. Yeah. But um, I also am just thinking. Yeah, the the host too. There's beats of the rules of the game. Something like like ABC is uh, internal, right? The rules are internally applied by the uh, players. But uh, a lot of games have a host, and a lot of time it's something like a bell or a call out uh, action. Mm -hmm. And um, it's helpful to think about beats for a host too. Uh, I'm just thinking that like if you have something like New Choice or the Bell Game. Um, where every time the bell rings, you replace the last thing you said with a different idea or a different statement to take the scene in a new, a new direction. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you, you see your first beat of who, what, where, and then you, your first instance of the the bell, the game rule. Um, and then throughout that middle pocket, it like, it's like you might do it more and more. Um, you might do it like a bunch of times in a row or and then like just once ring ring the bell uh, when it's expected that you'll do it at least three times or something right. mm -hmm. to kind of like toy with, with, uh, how the game is coming into play. And then by the end of it, you maybe either, um, do it, you know, the most you've done it, um, uh, in rapid succession, uh, or there's, there's, uh, other games where like you can flip the rule on its, on its head. Sometimes there's, we have, we have like a shift left game where the, there's four people rotating four different scenes and it's generally always shift left shifting the same direction we will like to throw a wrench in there by the end and be like uh shift right or shift front Ooh. to back. And then, and then, yeah. And then it's always, Oh, no. so, so, you know, there's, there's like heightening and beats and the, the ways that you can use the rule of the game uh, too, as a host. Um, and, and the more that you do that, the more you can also take the burden off of the people doing the scene to think about mm -hmm. how it's being implemented um, and separate those roles. Girl, listen, 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 listen. <laughs> Okay, you you've got my heart like because because we're wrapping this into right back into that conversation. We have to remember that the host is part of the host yep. is the show. It's part of he's he she they are yep. part 
of the improv, right? Mm -hmm. And so exactly yeah. what you're saying, there is this like beautiful balance of what is going on literally on stage, right? Like if, if we're in non-virtual life, right? If like literally on the platform of the stage, what's going on up there? And then what's happening off stage as as the host, but the host is should think of themselves as making as part of the show, as being on stage, even if they're like actually on stage. But the that idea of the dichotomy between the players, the improvisers on stage, finding their own beats, right? We're finding our own beat. And then the host also contributing to those beats. How are we all having a conversation together? The host isn't like removed. The host isn't watching the show like, okay, now it's my turn, ding. Now it's my turn again, ding, ding, ding. We're not, right, that's right. not what's happening. We're watching what's, we are, we are in conversation. We are in cohorts. We're improvising together. We're all three. And I'm, you know, there could be five people on stage, but we're all, of us finding this rhythm together. And what is fun about that is that the audience feels like you're effing with the- <laughs> You can swear on this. I'm like, okay, we're gonna, the, audience, the audience thinks you're fucking with them, right? You're, the yeah. audience thinks you're fucking with the, with the players, but really what's happening is the players should even have an idea Right. It should feel like, oh, I see what I see what's coming. I see what's I'm going to say a long sentence and I'm going to say a short sentence or I'm going to say fox and I'm going to get dinged. I'm, and at some point I'm going to say elephant, barbecue, blah, blah, blah. And I'm not going to get dinged, whatever it is. But you should have a feeling of movement, of rhythm in in succession with your the person who's on stage and with the with your host and i just i love i i'm forever going to talk about conversation now <laughs> that <laughs> improv is a conversation it's like very yeah. apropos and i love that james like the this idea of like where the, where the host is what the host is doing to marry and to be sure that they, there is one show there's one show in my head i'm thinking about what am I thinking? What's that like, drum line? One one band, one beat, one sound. Oh, one man, one man band. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, 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 uh, the movie. It's an old. It's an old movie. It's drum line. Uh, drum line. Yeah, that's yeah. not that old. Yeah, that, that, it's that, so that old. old. Nick Cannon. Yeah. Yeah, Nick Cannon. Drum line. One sound. One beat. I think it's like one sound. One beat. I don't know. Anyway, you get what I'm saying. I love it. Uh, clear eyes, clear heart, can't lose. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> God, get out of here. Get out of here. Get out. Young uh, young buck. So let's let's crack briefly into let's um beats of a show <laughs> and then maybe we'll see how far we get before we uh we last ten minutes, baby. Part three. Yeah. Part three, part three. Um but uh I think I think you can take a lot of these ideas and apply them to um you know a montage or um, a, a, a slightly more freeform uh, show style in long form. Um, you can see how it applies to the Herald too, of, of just like establishing in the first time you visit a scene, we're more concerned about like identifying an exposition of what's going on with these people, finding a, a game of the scene and whatever. And then in the second scene or the second beat, you're looking to, um, you know, if you could even 
keep it sort of analogous to like what makes today different and be, and be like, okay, well, how can we put this in a different backdrop that really highlights or makes these things pop um, uh, to really emphasize what we think is interesting about it um, and, uh, and, and whatnot. Um, so, but, but like, I don't know, Shannon, how, how do you before, not, and let's not talk about narrative yet, uh, but like in a general idea of a show arc of a show montage or something more freeform, how do you talk about beats in that sense? Or, or is that something that you typically teach or emphasize? Yeah, I think that we, we touched on this a little bit. My, my, my methodology, ooh, methodology. <laughs> cool, well <said>. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, is usually to look for those emotional, for those emotional highs and lows. So when I, I'm all about the, the who, what, where, why, when, where are we, what are we doing, who are we, what are our names, all the things that we need to lay foundation. And in within those, can we quickly get to a tone? We haven't used that word yet. Can mm. we quickly get to an emotional tone of of the scene? And what is it? What what is the tone? Or what what is the emotion? And when we make a when we discover together what that emotion is, then we then there is the beat. And and from a editing space, usually I'm teaching people that that is, that is an edit. And I don't, like I said before, I don't necessarily think that it needs to be a wipe. It doesn't need to, we don't need to change locations. We don't need to change anything, but something to emphasize that what we just heard, what was just revealed, what we just discovered together is important. Yeah. Do you, so, so when you, in that same idea of like finding a clear tone or emotion, do you also uh, apply that to, um, you know, like a montage where, where you're like throughout the show or not even a montage, but any show tracking the emotional variety or dynamics throughout a show to be like, like, okay, uh, these scenes are un maybe unrelated, but like we had, we've had some conflict scenes. We've had some like, um, uh, scenes where like everybody's like bubbly and getting along, like, can we, uh, then in the second beat or second act of the show kind of explore some like more heavy, um, or, or dark humor, um, mm -hmm. uh, or can we, um, you know, like, how do you, how do you apply emotion just like in a collection of, uh, scene by scene long form? Yeah, those are, that's great. Uh, so we talked, we talked last time. <laughs> about the 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 beats of a show right yeah like the beats of the of a show uh as seen by the audience or as experienced by the audience and that's where this comes in so as far as like a, a montage is a great is a great example of this because we are yes we're hitting our emotions the emotions are either deep they're happy they're sad whatever they are and what what does the audience need now? Mm -hmm. Also, yes, of course, like what does the what does the improviser need? But sometimes the improviser, oh, don't don't hate me, okay? Sometimes the <laughs> improviser is not as important as the audience, okay? What your needs are sometimes aren't that important. <laughs> what am I doing it for? What am I doing it for? Yeah. Oh, no. Who are we doing this for? Oh, it's terrible. I it's paid like, money for the show. classes. <laughs> right. Oh, <God. laughs> 
no, get out. Um, well, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'm the one that put out a suit. <laughs> so terrible. But yeah, like, so like, yeah. what, what are, what are you feeling? Did you, are you on the sidelines, like Jones in to bring out your doggone it grandma character again? Huh, Bob, are you? like <laughs> Always. Like, is that what you're Always. doing? And you're like, I'm just going to wait till this sucker scene is done so I can bring out the grandma character. Right. Or are you are you looking, are you watching with the idea of what what was that beat? What was the tone of that? What was the tone? Yeah. What does the audience need now? What do we all need? What do I need? What is the conversation that we're having between the improvisers and the audience and the, sh the show? What does what does it need? And so how and how do I deliver that? Yeah, that's that's great. And again, comes back to our, our conversations, uh, uh, like you said, about, um, you know, the balance between the performer and the audience. And I think that it is mm -hmm. such a, a an interesting uh, I mean, the the um, how broad we can go with beats also comes down to like, okay, well, we're talking about like self-contained, this idea of conversation as as if like we're staying connected and it's about you and your partners, but there is also the audience. And like how, like really the the top, top experience is to not only discover and have that moment of connection um, between you and your partners, but also for the triangle to be complete between the two of you or more mm -hmm. and the audience to all go uh, together, right. you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I about love for that you, Bob? What, what, no, you... It's a, it's a... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What, what are you gonna say? I well, just how do you apply beats to a to a show, the arc of a of a montage uh, when you're coaching or teaching? Um. So I'm just thinking about everything you guys just said. I think all of those factors are important, and you, you kind of got like, you know develop your voice and your gut. But yeah, the length of the scene. The tones of the scene, uh, the mechanisms of the scene, you know, depending on if we're doing a long narrative overall the show or if we're doing uh, different scene segments within a show that may be loosely or not loosely connected. Um, all those things matter because mm -hmm. you're asking something from the audience. So they may have come in for a laugh, but if you start off really fast and, and hard, you might have to pull back and give them some room to breathe. So... You know, the first scene really funny. Second scene, let's let him breathe. So the third and fourth scene can be funny again. You know, so you're not hitting him over the head. So learning mm -hmm. when to pause, learning when to go fat, you know. So it's not just beat, it's also tempo. Mm -hmm. You know, Ooh. and you have to <laughs> Yeah. And then when to accent that tempo. So we're basically we're playing the drums. So when to accent, when to hit, you know, when to do fills, when to do, you know, these short little scenes that are just funny and just, you know, just show you the range of the performers and, and what other characters we can do. Um, and then you got to think of as a performer, am I taking up too much of the conversation? Mm. So like going back to the improv is a conversation, we'll treat it like a first date, do the 70, 30, okay, even unless you're super hot and everything you touch is gold which is rare. Uh, <laughs> maybe you've been in the first three scenes. Time to take a break. Yeah. You know? Dang. It's like the space that you're talking about is um, not, not only the beat that everyone is on, but what is your personal beat? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And you're also bringing in elements of, uh, of just like, um, not just story, but like uh, 
the show dynamics like ensemble representation um mixing up like how many numbers of people in a scene and staging and stuff yeah. like that like there's all sorts of different energies mm -hmm. that can right. go into the beats of long form cliffhanger we, we will do part three <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was Where like, we that's like, what is, oh, we have to talk about that. Oh, great. Oh, right. absolutely. <laughs> but, but really, because I think there's a whole nother world to talk about with, uh, I mean, I, and it, really, I was thinking about it in terms of story, uh, but then I was like, oh, there's so much to unpack about, about like um, show <laughs> dynamics and like how that plays into the beats of a show and ties into our, our first uh, ep episode conversation of um, uh, the audience experience and, uh, and whatnot. So, um, we'll do like a long form, uh, beats of a long form show. Um, I, I don't need, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do part three and we'll figure out what I'm it's good. called later <laughs> after we I'm have good. the conversation. I'll be here all day, all day. Yeah. I'll be here for every single one. It'll be great. <laughs> yes. Um, and, uh, I'm going to go ahead and drop your website in the comments. If you'd like yeah. to check out more from Shannon, you can always, uh, yeah. find her on her website, shannonstot.com. Um, Shannon, is there anything specific you would like to plug um, joining us the second time? Uh, we have classes actually starting, which is really exciting. Uh, so if you go to shannonstott.com, you'll you'll find the classes. It's like slowly, slowly getting teachers and trying to make it so that it's global. So wherever you are in the world, there's a probably a class for you. So yeah, thank you. Awesome. Um, and is that is that through you? Is that through the hideout? Uh, that is through Shannon Stott. That is through uh, Improv On and Off the Stage, which is my company. Yeah. Nice. Yes, wow. that is awesome. That's awesome. Thank you cool. very much. I'm excited. Do you have uh, an eight-week course on just what beats are? Because I want to take that. <laughs> Fleshing it out I'm now. I'm legit going to be like, yeah. listen, here's the podcast. You want to know about beats? <laughs> I was on a podcast. I'm not teaching this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a prerequisite to get into my class to watch this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> with your own uh notes in the in the, along the way make sure you pay attention to my notes because i right uh, <laughs> take take real note on 11 11 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's an 11 week course on 11 it's awesome <laughs> yeah um okay fantastic great conversation a good time. And thank you uh, if you want more resources on Im improv, you can go to the improvnetwork.org, uh, blogs and, and um, interviews, as well as an improv FAQ page with these conversations, as well as lecture series, uh, shorter episodes on similar topics um, for your improv itch. <laughs> You almost had it, James. It's yeah, was sounding like real, was gonna land. It was that sounding was, real good. That was, was tight. But yeah, it's like that was too long of a beat. <laughs> yes. I was gonna say, yeah. Yeah. I dropped the beat. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining, everybody. We'll catch you next time on the Improv Network podcast. Bye. Bye. <laughs>